Welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host, as always, the queen of the indies, Tiffany. And today, I, sh I feel like I should have got a plate of bacon for this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My good friend, Big Bacon, Brad Hollister. How are you? <laughs> I am good. I am coming off that like vacation high where I am like kind of burnt out, but also accepting the fact i'm back in the real world so yeah that's where i'm at today <laughs> get the tan going right got everything already oh. <laughs> the, the worst part is like now i'm like responding to like work emails oh. and like when i was out when i was out there i was just not i had no care of the world i was just worried about like where i was eating next and now it's like <laughs> nope now Reality has sunk in. It's funny because it's like when you go on vacation and then I think within a couple of days, you're like, okay, like I'm kind of ready to go home because you want to be in your own home in a way. And it's like you need a vacation from the vacation in a way, pretty much. So. No, see, I didn't get there. I didn't oh, get you didn't get there yet. I, I just wanted to just stay out there as long as possible. <laughs> like, I was like, the only time I enjoyed being home is when I took that like first seat in my little sofa. Uh -huh. Like, I got a little lazy boy that I love sitting in. Like, that's my chair. Like, I'm an old man already. Like, I got my chair. Like, I'm good to go. <laughs> So that was that part was nice when I got home is like taking that one little like plop in my chair. But other than that, I just wanted to stay on vacation. It was great. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I'm like counting days for me, too, because I'm going for my 40th birthday in August for Miami. I like that's all I'm counting down to. So I'm, wait, when's the birthday? August. The four no, August. What? The 14th. Oh, OK, I was about. So I have a group of friends. I might be making this up. There's about I want to say like seven or eight of us where we have a birthday all within 10 days of each other in August. Oh, wow. It starts at the 18th, ends at mine in the 28th. Oh, that's... So I was I was just trying to see if you were in the birthday week. <laughs> I have You're not. Just missed the cusp. And that's funny because I have a couple of friends that are within the week of mine. <laughs> yeah, see, look, it's, see? Like, uh, it's August month. The month of August is birthday month see? pretty much. See, we have to celebrate all month in August. That's just pretty much how it is it's a month of partying hell yeah so anybody who wants to party with us let us know zach's in the chat he goes oh zach's birthday too he said he's august 31st what's up zach see hey, we could extend it by a couple days you'll be in the birthday two week the bye week there you go see that that's just how it's gonna be so <laughs> so, so he said all the celebration i'm here for it so there but anyway guys if you're new here to the under rope series here i interview everything independent wrestling whether it's wrestlers promoters referees backstage i got you covered if you guys got questions for brad please feel free drop it into the chat i'm sure he'll be more than happy to answer all of your questions so <laughs> and also hit that share button let's get some people in here hit that like button and all that stuff and if you're listening to this later i appreciate you so much so all right let's 
let's go back to basics. That's what I like to do here in this podcast. So let's go all the way back. So how did you get into professional wrestling? So I, I played sports my whole life. My family is like a very athletic family. Like we're like, you know, like there's always like the very generic families in all different types of ways. My family's like the sports family, like everything, all our vacations were surrounded by going to a game and like, that's just how we operated. So my first time not being able to play sports because I was, I was, I was a troubled youth in, in a sense. So I couldn't play sports my sophomore year because I didn't have the grades. And it was like a weird midlife crisis at a very young age of like, what am I going to do? I don't have sports. Like, I got to do something. So I found a professional wrestling school that was local. And I was 15 and I started training then just because, like I said, I just I had to play a sport and that sport. I didn't have a grade requirement, so I could just show up and start doing it. Um, so that's when I started. Did it for a couple of years, uh, maybe a little over a year or a little under two years. And then once my grades got up, I just I kind of went back to high school sports for a couple of years. And then once high school was done, I came back to wrestling. Oh, wow. So awesome. So awesome. Yeah, started started very young. I like this uh, this summer. I'm turning 30 and I noticed that. Cause I think I started in March when I was 15. So this March I'll be wrestling half my life already, wow. which is insane to think about. Wow. That's awesome. But I've been like, you know, we've been seeing a lot of that more and more is like the younger talent, right? Like that you started, yeah. like we're seeing it even now. Like a lot of the kids also started really young and training young. And I know that even like uh, house of glory, uh, close by my house. And I've seen even like, uh, Isaiah Cassidy like that. He was training when he was like 14 years old. So it's pretty neat. It's it's pretty interesting to like watch. Yeah, looking back at it now, I can't believe that people allowed me to wrestle. Like thinking because I, I I'm a I work in a school now. I teach now. So like I work with kids, and I'm thinking like I was 15 years old. How were people letting me in locker rooms and like take take bumps to the rig and like get beat up out there by like grown ass men. I'm like, this is crazy that I was doing that at that time. But when I was like in that moment, I thought I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like this ain't like nothing. I'm old. I'm old enough for this. Like right. it, it was definitely a crazy experience, but uh, having all those years behind me, it really helps me in like any situation I'm in wrestling now, because I kind of seen the change mm-hmm. in independent wrestling and how it went from like, a very small thing that wasn't really talked about on social medias or anything like that because social medias weren't really a big thing. Right. And now it's like, if you don't have a social media presence, you're almost dead in the water. So it's, it's crazy to see, even though I'm still, still young, it's crazy to see how much change in my time in wrestling. It's crazy. I mean, independent wrestling is just booming and it's, it's really amazing. I've seen stuff even on the news in like the local news here in like New York, even when I was living, when I was living in Long Island, they were talking about it, making uh, a bunch of videos about the independent scene, how like it blew up. And even with me, like, I feel like I've only found the indies like the last 10 years. And I didn't even know it kind of like existed, which obviously this is the point of why we do these podcasts is to put it out there and people to learn before people get signed, which is pretty awesome. So, but the growth, like tell us like a little difference also with like the social media aspect of it, like the growth of indies since you started to what it is now. Well, before it was like you had to flyer. Like, mm-hmm. that was the way to get people in the show. Like, I mean, you still have to. Like, that, yeah. that aspect still totally exists in wrestling. But, like, that was 
the only way to really reach out to fans or you're buying TV time for like a local, local ad time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that rarely happened, but it was mostly you had to fire the town and you would get a group of like local guys together or like new guys that were training, which since I was so young, I just did every flyering and every ring crew imaginable because I was like, Oh, this is going to be my chance to get on the show. So you literally go to restaurants. Hey, can we hang up this fire? Can we do this? Can we do that? And like I said, that aspect still exists, but that was like really the only way to do it back then where now you have that, but you also have social media. You could make, you can make groups tell everyone, okay, this is what we got to share. We got to get this. We got to do that. There's just so many different avenues to really let people know like, Hey, wrestling's happening at this location at this time, at this date. And before it was very, very difficult to do that. You had to, you had to really put in the grind where now you kind of, can just send things out and just hope hope for the best yeah yeah it's it's really cool so it's like i always say that like with me being a fan and being a podcaster and kind of like watching and befriending with a lot of you guys that like i see yeah and i'm not even in it and like even the little bit that i know it's it's absolutely insane to watch you know what what it's become so so cool so and that's why that's why a lot of times i'll tell younger guys when they're on shows that don't have a big social media presence that's where you could like experiment a little bit and try different things. Or like, if you want to do something because the, the shows that happen that do have the big social media presence, those are the ones that you don't want to make a mistake on because that's, it's going to get seen, you know? But if you're on a show that doesn't, yeah, it's going to get seen by only by the couple hundred people that are there, you know? And after that, it's kind of a forgotten memory. Hopefully it doesn't stick with you. Right. You know? Um, So that's why I kind of tell guys all the time, like when you're on these shows, this is where where you really get better. This is where you could really grow as a performer because you get to try different things and not be afraid if you look like a fool a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and I always tell people to keep like an open mind if like they're only into the mainstream and if they decide to go to like their first indie show and I'm like you gotta go in there with open mind. And I feel like the indies made me better mentally to kind of understand everything a lot better so it's like not being as judgmental where like again there's so much negativity on the social world right and it's like they like bashed for like the littlest thing oh this person hurt this person this person this person where i've been at places that people made their debut and obviously isn't going to be as good as somebody that's been into the business like 10 years but everybody went through that experience right and then it's like you have to understand like okay well this guy's debuting like it's the first time they're nervous you know and they're not perfect you know where that's why that's why i'm lucky i started so long ago yeah because all that stuff like probably was recorded on like a cassette tape or or something where you had to like plug it into a computer with a flash drive and like (laughs) all this crazy stuff just to get the video Mm -hmm. so a lot of my bad matches are probably never going to be seen so (laughs) i'm very grateful for that part that that helps that helps if i have any future bad matches though that's on me at that point you know i just gotta take that one on the chin but yeah a lot of my bad matches are never to be seen again which i'm (laughs) They're not too angry about <laughs> they're burned pretty much because <laughs> like do they even sell like the vhs like anymore like i don't know the like i really remember a lot of my early shows i don't think i was ever vhs vhs old but i was definitely like trying to hog dvds that were definitely burnt on like a home computer like you know what i mean where the the cassette it was like in um one of those like generic cd cases yeah. that like people would just like write on like Oh, this show on this date, and they would just slide it in and try to try to hawk it then. But 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm VHS old, but I'm definitely <laughs> definitely burnt DVD old. That's okay. I'm I'm VHS old. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got the dirty thirty going on. Is like, what do they say about forty? I don't not even... yet. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> Still got time, I'm right? starting. I'm going to start counting backwards. I don't want to hit that 40. It's freaking me out. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel about 30. I don't like <laughs> no, 30's fun. 30, like. Not for me. I was excited I mean, for 30. Since I've been eight years old. So I feel like my body is 60 already. So, like, <laughs> I, I just don't like 30. Like, I wake up with aches now. That's not fun. I know. Wait, it gets worse. Wait, wait five years. It's oh, like. No. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really went somewhere with this but all right so all right so for a fan of this podcast that's never seen you wrestle before obviously i've seen you live numerous times but in your opinion what's the match that they should check out of yours if uh you if they want to become an instant fan of yours um i I mean, if you want me to talk about how awesome i am i could i could keep going for a while but <laughs> no i would definitely say the my most recent not most recent match but one of my more recent matches at wrestling open with alec price yeah. the uh submission match even though i got totally robbed and screwed and the referee made a terrible decision that he should honestly lose sleep over every day of his life but that match was really good um so that would be one check out on iwtv another one i believe it's on youtube would be uh myself and matt riddle that was a good one for northeast wrestling we had two for northeast wrestling only one of them's up there i would i hope I hope both get up there someday because I, I really enjoyed both of them. Um, but, yeah, those would be the two that came to the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll go into that deeper because that was something that I definitely want to talk about. So, but let's go Let's go into this and then we'll get deeper into the matches. So let's talk about the, the nickname Big Bacon. So <laughs> where did it come from? And then with that being said, what is your favorite breakfast? Well, I feel like I have to say bacon. Well, you know, you can do like a whole meal. It doesn't have to be just bacon. <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll say this. Country fried steak. Okay. And eggs. Oh, that's that's a breakfast of champions. That's always like my post-match breakfast. Like if I have a match I'm happy with, like, and it's definitely on a Saturday because then Sunday morning I'll go to like this local breakfast place nearby and I'll get some country fried steak because that's just like, hey, you did it, kid. Right. You, you, you can enjoy this steak now. You could get a little bit chubby. Um, <laughs> what was the other question? I'm sorry. Uh, the nickname, Big Bacon. Where did, oh. where did we come from? So a while ago for Top Rope Promotions, we were doing a, a group called Team Waters, which mm -hmm. was myself, um, Ryan Waters, Ryan Drew, uh, which Ryan Waters, Ryan Drew, same person. Uh, he's a trainer up, in, um, up, for, up there for Top Rope. Uh, TKO Ryan and Hammer Tunis. And that was like the little stable, like, and we we're doing like the, the real athlete thing. Like, cause myself and Tunis both, both had like uh, extensive amateur backgrounds. TK Ryan was a college baseball player. Um, and during the promo, like Ryan drew was just kind of giving us all like different monikers. Like he was like, Oh, hammer Tunis, this, this sick, sick individual. And he's like, Oh, TK Ryan, this absolute stud. And he was just like, and he goes, uh, Brad Hollister, this thick cut piece of all American bacon. <laughs> And it would like it like made us all laugh a little bit. And I say this all the time when I'm in a tag team with someone, especially if it's someone I get along with yeah. a majority of the match, I'm trying to make them laugh. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know why I just, I'm unprofessional, I guess, mm -hmm. but I just try to make sure <laughs> that everyone in the match is having a good time. Yeah. So 
with uh, TK, he really thought the bacon thing was funny. So every time we were in a match together and we were tagging, I would hit a move and just go bacon, <laughs> like those old like bacon strip uh, commercials. Yeah. And I kept doing it over and over. And then people started bringing signs that would say bacon. And then I made um, when Netflix and chill was like a big thing. Mm-hmm. I made a shirt that said bacon and chill. And every time I would get the shirt, they would immediately sell out. So I was oh, just wow. like, well, I guess I'm big bacon now because that is helping me financially. So and it just kind of stuck from there now to the point where, like, even people at my work, they know I wrestle and they find out my name is Big Bacon and like co-workers sometimes will be like Big Bacon. And I think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, but kind of I am just Big Bacon at this point. And I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's cool. You never know what sticks, right? Like there's always like oh. a million nicknames and things just stick. Oh, I've said this before. So I work mostly with the f- first and fourth graders in our school. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kindergarten class is right next door to my office. So like every time like I have to cut through or whatever, just because I'm lazy, uh, I always pop in and go like, oh, howdy neighbors, right? And the teacher only told the kids my name is Big Bacon. So they don't know me as Mr. Dylan or Mr. <laughs> Casey at all. Like they only know me as Big Bacon. So the kindergartners in our school, anytime they walk by, they have like a nice little line and everyone's like, like a single file line and they all see me and they go, hi, Mr. Big Bacon. Aww. And it's like the most adorable thing in the world. So um yeah i i don't think i could ever lose the big bacon moniker at this point i think that's just just a part of me now i love that oh that's so cute i really love that um let me give some love into the chat captain dave what's going on mr prp how are you he said uh you know hope you're having uh both having a great day much love from indeed he'll pops and chair shots what's going on how are you awesome awesome sup all right, let's let's go back. Let's talk wrestling open because like wrestling open is obviously, you know, like the big thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. I love it. I take the three hour drive sometimes to come up there. If I live there, I'd be at there every week if if I could. Um, so I know everybody when I come up there, everybody's like, Jesus Christ, the girl from New York that drove three hours <laughs> to come watch some wrestling. And I'm like, well, you know, if it's good wrestling, you're going to get me out. And I was like, so but so one of the weeks that I came up, you were supposed to wrestle Alec, uh, and he couldn't be there. And you wrestled Dustin Waller, who's definitely one of my favorites uh, in the indies right now. He just made his GW, uh, GCW debut this past Sunday, which was so awesome. So tell us a little bit about working with Dustin. I mean, this was a really, really great match. So so I was, I was asked to come into or, you know, start coming into Wrestling Open, you know, and thing with Alec was a big deal. And at first I was disappointed that it wasn't against him. Like I wanted that match. I felt like that's what I was coming there for. And then it was like, it was supposed to be against someone else. And then that ended up changing to Dustin. So like everything was kind of changing last minute. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what am I going to do? And I didn't really like know Dustin too much. Like I, like I knew like who he was, but like, I didn't really like watch too much of him. And I asked, I was like, all right, what do you do? Like, we kind of like put everything together and just out there. He like instantly, we had really good chemistry yeah. together. And I, I feel like those are the guys I kind of work the best with or like, you know, high flyers or like, you know, smaller guys. So I just think like everything like really flowed together. Good. Um, like I said, we had instant chemistry and that's always, that helps out a lot. And yeah, he did a great job. I was very even though I didn't really know him before. So it's hard to say like, Oh, I was proud of him. But yeah. like in that moment, finding out how little like 
experience he had and, you know, not doing it as long as like it felt like he was doing it. You know what I mean? Like it felt like he's been doing it a long time, just being in there with him and then finding out it was it hasn't been that long and how young he is. It was just very impressive. So, yeah, he's he has nothing but good things happening in his future. And then um, his tag partners like. One of the most, uh, Kylon is one yeah. of the most explosive human beings I've ever seen in my life. I was watching him hit a comeback one time and I was just like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone that explosive where it's just like, he just launches people and doesn't look like he can. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's mm-hmm. not that big, of, like, he's not a small guy, but he's not that big of a dude. And he just like tosses people like so easy. So they, I think that tag team has a very bright future. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking to Kylon yesterday and I was talking about that. I was like, oh, I was like, I miss you guys. It was like, uh, I'm going to come up to Grind in uh, July 1st. I was like to come see you guys, you know. And uh, I was like, I was like, don't forget me when you get big. I was like, because I have no doubt in my mind. I said that you and Dustin are going to be going places. It was like, so they're they're such good kids. So if you guys want all the tools, they got all the tools. They do. And if you guys want to learn about those guys check out the, uh, those episodes on under the ropes too so they both been onto the podcast as well so good so good so that was it, you said it you guys had great chemistry i was so glad to be there live obviously you know i get to when i can't come up there i watch from home i'm tweeting at home and everything like that but to be physically in the building and watch such explosive matches is everything and, uh, no, but then and then he made me feel old after we we're talking afterwards because i was just telling him i was like hey man you did a great job blah blah he said like he he was like a big like NEW fan, and like like he wanted to wrestle. And now I'm like, come on, dude! Like don't make me feel like an old man. Like Jesus! Oh. Like did, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. You could all oh, you want. It wasn't a nice thing. I thought it was I thought it was a slap in the face. But no, uh, he's a great kid. And like I said, I, I hope nothing but good things for him and Kylon. I would I would love another round with you guys. Like I hope you know we can have that like another round well, down the line. So I, I love tag team wrestling, and I a lot of my career I've been a tag team wrestler with uh, Hammer Tunis and, and TK Orion when we were the closers. Like, from that Team Waters thing, we kind of branched off and did our own thing, the closers. And uh, so I wanted to do myself and Hammer Tunis against them two mm-hmm. um, down in the Western Mass area for PvP. We'll see if that happens, but... Um, if it does, I think that would be a great matchup. Oh, fingers crossed. We put it out there. You never know. Things happen. Uh, Bob in the chat says, what was the hardest part about coming back from the inju- injury that you sustained? So the crazy thing was I, I tore the ACL and I came back originally in like five months. Um, I came back for Northeast Wrestling and ACL injury usually out like a year. And I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill it in rehab. I'm going to do this, which I did everything really good for my knee. The only thing I didn't do great was eat well. So, like, I couldn't do as much cardio. So I was heavy, which that's not great for the knee. But, like, in terms of, like, the rehab, like, I really did apply myself to that part. Um, so my knee felt pretty good. I came back in, like, five months. Um, and then the pandemic happened, right? So, like, that was a big kicking the nuts because i was like oh my god i I worked so hard to get back so quick and then it all got taken away immediately again um so to answer the question it it was very hard getting back but luckily i got back really really early um but if i were to go back and do it again i would have took more time off and then i would have also took time in the pandemic off to really let the knee heal because i pretty much rushed rushed back and had like maybe three matches before everything shut back down Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
I mean, that's like good advice too to like tell anybody that's sustaining injury because I've been seeing a lot of it lately. And like now that the summer's here, I feel like more people, I mean, you and me were talking about it off air is that there's so much wrestling out there. Yeah. And now like, you know, with that being said, like, you know, I see a lot of people double shooting on days, maybe even more. I mean, you know, we have sometimes like the collectives that are multiple shows and people are running, you know, multiple matches at different promotions and they're getting injured. You know? Well, the hard, the hardest thing is during the injury is the fear of being forgotten, right? Yeah. Like, that's a real thing. So yeah. you like, you naturally want to get back so quick, but absence makes makes the heart grow fonder. And I wish I kind of took that lesson of you know taking my time because I came back so soon where like I got that big like surprise reaction, but then it was also like he wasn't really gone that long. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like I wasn't gone along long enough for people to really miss me. Right. You know, like the, yeah. Into like during those five months, I was doing commentary on a lot of shows, or I was just being around selling merchandise. So like, I kind of didn't go away. That's good. And I think that kind of hurt the comeback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it just like, don't don't have that fear. If if anyone out there is, is is injured or on the shelf right now, don't have the fear of being forgotten. Take your time. Come back. Because guess what? Even if you do get forgotten, it's not hard to build the name back up if you have yeah. talent. So. Just, just bet on yourself. Take the time. And then you have the fans out there that do like will not forget you if they're behind you because there's so many people out there that if they've like disappeared, whether it was injury or you know maybe they took some time off because they had a baby. I mean, I have a habit that I randomly go through my phone and post random clips from previous shows that maybe happened like a year ago because I miss like some of the wrestlers. Like T.J. Crawford is one of the perfect examples of uh i love tj crawford i've been following tj crawford for years and you know i would always like you know tweet or post things to like remind that you know like you're you're you know you're not forgotten like i can't wait for your comeback so that helps that definitely helps like and like i said that that that's definitely a real thing like so Anytime fans can kind of give the little shout out. And that's why when I came back at Wrestling Open and I cut that promo, it was very real. Yeah. I was just like, yo, everyone was kind of riding with me when I was on top. You know, I was a champ everywhere. I was beating everyone. And then I got hurt and it was like, all y'all disappeared. So I was like, all right, I'm going to use that reality and I'm going to I'm going to use it in into the performance side of things. And that's one thing about me that I think will like that will go down as what people will remember me as more than anything is just like, I'm going to just say it how it is. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to like do storylines. Like everything I'm going to say is going to be real and from the heart and like things might be exaggerated, but they're all going to have real feelings behind them. So that's, that's what I want to be known for is just like this dude just told it like it is. So yeah. that's why in that promo, I just kind of let loose. Cause that's, that's how I was feeling at the time. I, I like the, I like the real promos, you know. I I always say that, and I put a post up on the wrestling quarter. I was like, who gives the best promo? And I was really curious what people were gonna say. And it was really interesting to see, you know, what the people say. But it's so important, and I feel like I, you know, promos, especially to gear up for a match, are so important. Um, I think maybe I think that a lot of wrestlers don't take the time to put out those promos, and I feel like it's so important. To like build up for matches and you know so i think even that especially when it's coming strictly from like the heart is always the best promos well i'm not an actor you know what i mean like that's 
the biggest thing. Like, I didn't get into pro wrestling to, to act. Like, like I said, the reason I joined it was because I wasn't doing a sport at that time. I was like, I want to do something physical. I want to do something where I'm active. Right. Like, I had nothing to do with, you know, trying to branch off into Shakespearean plays after this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here to get my hands dirty a little bit. So anytime I do cut a promo, like, it's going to be real. Like, yeah. because that's my only way to get emotion. Or I'm going to sound like a robot. I'm going to sound like I'm giving a fake answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll talk like this and it won't be a, like it's just not authentic where if I'm using my words and using something I would actually say in a situation about it's something I actually feel it's very easy for me to to cut those promos. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's let's talk Alec Price now because so much has built with this. So you guys had your first match. Then I was at the next show where the fire happened uh, and we all had to leave the building. Of course, like the one, one of the wrestle opens I come up to and then it's like fire. It's like, oh God. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, we're all outside and then parking lot, <laughs> parking lot brawl happens, which was so awesome to see all the footage between all the fans, including myself, um, taking, posting up on social media. It was it was fun. Like it was, it was so awesome. And so to have uh, your guys' final match as well. So, which was so fun. I wish I was up for that match because again, like three hours is rough. And if I could be there, yeah. I would. Um, that that would have been one to go to. Yeah, but, I know. Um, I know. The, the parking lot brawl was real cool because uh, it kind of it kind of blew up everywhere afterwards. And it wasn't done like most brawls yeah. in wrestling where they're very cheesy looking. Like, I literally looked over at uh, Paul Crockett, the commentator, and said, mm -hmm. whip out the phone, I'm going after him. Mm -hmm. And I just went after him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it was done in a very real way, and, it, and that's why I think it came off so authentic, and it kind of made its rounds on the internet, because it, like, we were going at it, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I wanted it to look real, because it was real. So, yeah. that was uh, that was definitely a cool moment, of just being able to scrap it out in a parking lot where we're surrounded by firemen and police officers and not getting stopped. So that was, that was awesome. That I was, was thinking awesome. that I'm like, Oh my goodness. I was like, uh, if this someone, was... someone said they were looking for us afterwards. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Which I would have just been like, no, nah, no, nah, we were playing around. <laughs> I think, and hopefully Alec would have done the same. I think one of the funniest thing was is that when people were in the parking lot and then they were like, well, Drew, did we hit the quota for the raffle for the $50 gift card? <laughs> and then who was it? Some One of the wrestlers was like, well, if you can't, maybe it was Bobby Orlando. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, well, if you count the firefighters, yes, we hit the quota for the $50 <laughs> gift card. Um but I mean that was scary, you know, like that that happened with the with the fire. But at least everything was like hand good and everything was safe and it wasn't anything worse. Yeah, than, and we got to play in the parking lot, which was sweet. <laughs> yeah, it like, was fun. And the whole time I was eyeballing them, like I was like, ah, oh, I should just do it. I should just do it. And then I'm like, nah, I want people to see this. Like, so that's why I wanted to make sure there was a camera on it. But yeah, I was ready to go that whole time. Like, I was just I kept eyeballing them. I was just like. Second, like second, he locks eyes with me. I'm charging him. Like he, he better know it's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I mean, between ripping off clothes with Alec Price is like throwing it down. Come at me, bro, pretty much. And it was, it was fun. So uh, I, I guess I have to like share that clip a little later again on Twitter if uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast. Yeah, I almost dropped him with a left hook early. Go back, watch the tape. Yeah, he almost got slept. <laughs> it was, it was good. And then we had your final, you know, the the final match. Uh, you know, after, because I was there also when he like called you out, 
Um, so I need to, I like, again, I just want to keep coming up to wrestle open, but you know, I wish I was at that, that show, but between being thrown at the bars and throw it into the merch tables, poor rich eight by tens going flying all over the place. No. So, all right. <laughs> so we're again, I, I'm in the big thing of like, I don't care what people say about wrestling. Like no one's going to question my, my realness. Like that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So why I threw him over that merch table, I knew people were going to be mad. Cause like, oh, my merchandise, all oh, my merchandise. So you know what I said? I said, I don't care about your merchandise. So I flipped the merch table and I started stomping them out underneath the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I just wanted to put everyone on notice that everywhere I go is my room. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Definitely watch that match if you haven't watched that. I tried match. to stab him at one point. <laughs> oh my god! Jeez. Oh, Which again, like I, I'm a, I'm an educator as my real job. So like, I ho- hopefully my students don't see that and be like, oh, we could stab people with pieces of table. Oh god. <laughs> You're like that's what I mean. Like, so I gotta keep the two lives separate because I don't want to be a bad influence yeah. on, on my my children yeah that's that's gotta be hard right like you know like to balance that out have has that happened to you or like maybe like a student has like found stuff uh not too too much sometimes though. like there's been times where like oh i seen you yelling at this guy and you said ass <laughs> and i was just like i was really mad and i apologized after and they're like oh, okay <laughs> like i have to like make up some stuff like right in that moment of like nah it didn't go down like that. Like I may have said it, but I didn't mean it. And I apologize. Like, because that's the right thing to do. Like I have to, like, I have to always like turn it around and make it into like a, a lesson somehow. But yeah, yeah. There, there's been times where I get questions. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Lewis in the chat says that roll was great. Bacon got hands. He goes, that just helped up up sales match used merch. Yeah. That's a oh, thing. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's really, dope. that's really a thing. I know like a lot of fans like, uh, you know, all that like merch if it touched somebody if there's blood on something or whatever the scenario is i've seen some really wild stuff uh in the world of the indies you know broken broken chairs something flew at me at the hammerstein show i gave it to somebody else i'm like it was from this match oh the chelsea green the kendo yeah. uh, the kendo stick spot it went flying and i caught it and i gave it to oh, one of my friends and i was great like hands. yeah <laughs> i was like here you go I was like, I know I would have kept it, but I knew somebody that like collects all that stuff. So I was like, all right, here. I was like, See, like both have great hands, just in different ways. You for catching, yeah. you for banging <laughs> up faces. That's why everybody dives at me because at least if the wrestlers aren't gonna catch them, they know I'm gonna catch them. <laughs> Got the hand. So now I know that. And so next time I want to try to tear my ACL again, I'm diving towards you. <laughs> the H2O kids are always diving at me. Always. I'm never diving again. That was 100% a joke. Oof. That's never happening Oof. again. Hell no. I like I like the ligaments in my knee. Oh man, he's They're just staying gonna, in there this time. He's just gonna throw like dusted or Kylon at me so I can catch them. Like here. No, no, no. No. If, no. See, if, now that I know you have good hands, I would throw people away from you so they hit the floor <laughs> in their heads. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. Damn. I want damage. <laughs> I'm done. I can't. You played video games, like you know. Yeah, like, oh, I like, know. Someone gets damaged. They have less on the health bar. I'm trying to take that health bar to zero. <laughs> I'm dead. Choke them out. <laughs> slam them a little bit. Get the dub. Oh man, I'm. I can't. Uh, Bob in the chat says, "What promotion do you work best with as an indie wrestler?" Work best with? I don't know how to answer. Like <laughs> as a wrestler or as like a talent, because sometimes 
sometimes I'm difficult. I will admit that. Um, but I would probably say, like, I, honestly, like, I kind of came into Wrestling Open and it kind of felt like home, like, right away. Um, that place is awesome. So I would definitely say Wrestling Open is one of them. Uh, Pioneer Valley Pro, that's been a place I've been wrestling for years. Um, one of my best friends, uh, Hammer Tunis, the, who I, I tag with, he's been kind of doing his thing down here in the Western Mass area for a long time. Um, and Northeast Wrestling, obviously. Mm-hmm. Northeast Wrestling gave me a lot of opportunities. Um, that really, I feel like, got me to the next level. Like, where when you learn, you kind of, like, you get the basics, you kind of get to a certain point. And then I feel like you get to a next level where you think you understand it. And, like, and that's where, like, kind of PvP, like, was it, like, there? Like, they helped me, like, okay, like, I think I'm starting to get it now. I think I'm starting to get better. And Northeast Wrestling kind of got me that next level of, like, all right, this is how it's done. <coughs> Excuse me. This is how, you know, business should be, you know, conducted. So I would definitely say those three places would be three of the ones that stick out for me. Um, and uh, when I was tagging a lot of top row promotions, too, with Hammer Tunis, but... I would definitely say wrestling opens kind of like adopted me in some some ways. So awesome, really great. JD Alpha's in the chat. What's going on? Did you did you find the money for your pants leg? <laughs> He's got half a pants leg for his Someone ear. Someone get that man some pants <laughs> or pant. Yes, it's a pant. He needs the other. He needs the other thing. Pants. He's throwing uh, little bacon emojis in the chat. What's going on? Justin's in the chat. He said big bacon. What's going on? How are you? All right, let's do some fan tweet questions. All right, so this one's from Good Cop, Bad Cop. He loves messing with everybody on this podcast. So he said, with Brad Hollister being an anagram of droller habits, what habits do you have that others might consider amusing or whimsical? What is I don't even know what a droller habit is, but <laughs> I would say um, oh, I'm a big even number guy, right? Like, so if I if I have the remote control for television or whatever, and I'm messing with the volume, it has to be on an even number or five, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it could be like five, ten, or five, fifteen, twenty-five, thirty-five. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it has to be an even number. So I would probably say like that's the most whimsical quirk about me mm-hmm. um has to be on an even number ocd in that way okay okay jd alpha's trying to cancel me now because i made fun of his pant <laughs> hey it happens i love you jd alpha come on come on i just hope the wind doesn't come in from one way like if it comes in from the other way all right but one way would be a little bit chilly. <laughs> okay, so we have another fan tweet from Abe. He said, favorite type of wrestler to go against and why? Example, technical wrestler, brawler, high flyer, etc." Um, See, that depends. Like, if if the crowd's behind me, give me, a, like, a big powerhouse, right? Like, that's, like, you fight from underneath and, you know, really... Because a lot of stuff that I do is power related. So, like, when you're getting cheered, when you do, like, a big power move to a big guy, that's, like, impressive, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're getting booed, you don't want to be super impressive. You just kind of want to be a jerk the whole time. So I don't like too much when I'm getting booed to be with bigger guys. Um, but when I am getting booed, give me the high flyer every time. I feel like um, a lot of my opponents, a lot of my favorite opponents are guys that – they they're smaller they can they kind of fly around get tossed around and those are the matches i feel like i have the best like like we we're talking about like dustin waller earlier yeah. like that's a perfect example of 
me not being loved by a crowd, being able to beat up a high flyer and putting on a good performance. So I would definitely say, if I'm the good guy, give me a big guy. If I'm the bad guy, give me a small guy. Interesting, interesting. Now JD's trying to cancel you now. He said cancel bacon. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm for the pant. I'm for the pant. But I'm just saying, be careful of wind. I was just in Chicago. It was the Windy City. I got the I got wind on my mind. <laughs> uh, we have another fan tweet from Dave. He goes, what's the funniest thing you were a part of in the ring? Oh, my goodness. So much. Um... I did a lot of, like uh, one time we had a show on 316 where we did like the whole Stone Cold thing after with the beers and stunning and doing the swimming in the beers. Um, that was a good one. One time me and uh, Hammer Tunis were the match before intermission. So we stripped during intermission um, for dollar bills. So that was a fun one. Um, I would probably say, though, our baby face turn at Top Row Promotion was probably the most unique baby face turn in the history of pro wrestling. And I wish more people knew about it because we were we were bad guys there for the longest time, like for years. And we were the tag champs for a while. And we kind of like went through all the teams. It was like, what do we do at this point? Like, I don't want to just get you know lost in the shuffle. So we the crowd was kind of turning us themselves. Like the crowd was starting to get behind us, even though we were not supposed to be getting cheered. Um, I think it was just eventually they're like, all right, these guys, we've seen them for a year. They keep putting on good matches. Like, it's hard to hate them at this point. Um, so our babyface turn, we, we did the dirty dancing time of our life oh. after one of, like, we, we made a save <laughs> yeah. for a good guy. Mm -hmm. And then, so the crowd was behind us for that. And then we just started playing the song. And then we end up doing, like, the big lift <laughs> at the end. And, like, crowd went nuts for it. And that was, that was our babyface turn was... The dirty dancing, the dirty dancing dance. So I would say that was probably the most fun I've had in the ring because I got to lift up my, one of my best friends in the world at the time of my life. So uh, it's a great time. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. I love that. What's up, everything pro wrestling? Go check out Conrad. He's got you covered with AEW reviews and more. Go give him some love. Thanks for coming in here. Appreciate you. Um, all right. So a lot of stuff is backstage. More like the funny stuff yeah. is more backstage than it is in the ring. But oh, I'm there's sure been some good ones in the ring. <laughs> That's why, like some of the promotions, I get to go backstage. I get to get some fun interviews and stuff at certain promotions. So that's why you should be subscribed to Indie Wrestling Corner too, because you never know where I'm going to be backstage at. So when you get to there's see some, a reason you get to see some fun stuff backstage. So hopefully one day I'll be able to get backstage with Wrestle Open. That's uh, that's some goal. I'd love to do some backstage stuff for there. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So I actually love this question because um, this was brought up at another interview. So pre-match meal and post-match meal. All right. So I recently lost a lot of weight. So I've been dieting really, really well. But I would always say before the match, I either have to have beef jerky is definite. Like anytime I'm on the way to a show, beef jerky and then um, an energy drink. Those are always like two of my go-tos on show day. But I would say after the show, especially because how hardcore I've been dieting lately, I always will do a bag of chips. Not like not one of the huge bags, but like one of those like individual bags. Mm -hmm. That will always be like my reward for being on a really good diet that whole week is I'll do a bag of chips on the way home. So pre-match, beef jerky, energy drink, post-match, usually Cool Ranch Doritos, um, sometimes the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Mm. 
Okay. I feel like, you know, somebody needs to get on like an energy drink just for the wrestlers. Because that seems to be the massive thing in wrestling that everybody's got energy drinks or drinks the energy drink. So I feel they like- go in waves though. They go in waves. Like you see like everybody like when Bang first came mm-hmm. out, like everybody had Bang. Right. But my staple is always the sugar free silver monster. Like that's the one that no matter how many other energy drinks I try, I come crawling back to the silver monster. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that has my heart. So a lot of, but a lot of people go with the trendy one. So like you'll see different energy drinks come and go. The yeah. silver monster always stays. <laughs> there you go. Maybe, maybe we could get you sponsored by them. And then you get like whole Probably shit. Probably not. But let's hope. <laughs> no, don't say that. You got to think positive. You got to like. <laughs> oh no, I'm positive. I'm probably never getting monster sponsorship. <laughs> Hey, it'll be nice. <laughs> hey, we're trying. All, all I would ask was for free monster. I wouldn't even want to be paid. I'd be like, hey, just give me some of the silver monsters. I know you guys got a ton of them. Just send some to me, and I'll say nice things. I'm saying nice things for free right now. There you, you imagine go. Imagine how nicer things I would say if I was getting them for free. See, you guys should tweet them and tell them that you know, like to get them, so, you know, get them sponsored by it. That's it. Like just, just some, some free drinks. You never, you never Let's know. Go. You never Let's know. Go. They you sponsor know. UFC. I train. So there we go. There you go. Uh, I'm basically a UFC fight. No, I'm just <laughs> Those guys are killers. Oh. Uh, Lewis said, you got to try the Flamin' Hot Cool Ranch Doritos. Those are awesome. Absolutely. I had some in Chicago because I was like, uh, when we first landed, I was, I'm one of those, like, I'm an old man when it comes to vacations. I was like, all right, let's go to a store and get stuff for the hotel just in case we come home and we're hungry or thirsty or whatever. And there was a big bag of them. I was like, what the hell are these? So I got them. Yo, bomb. I agree. I agree. I'm with you. It takes the two my two favorite chips and combine them, really. So, yeah, sign me up. There you go. All right. This is one of my staple questions on this podcast. What's the craziest thing a fan's done to get your attention? Oh, my goodness. So, what if I, actually, it was my first match ever. It was, I think, like right before I turned 16. And... This guy, he was hammered. There was like 15 people in the crowd. This one dude was hammered, and he was just like, Holliston, Holliston, like the whole match, Holliston. <laughs> like, and for like the longest time, like my first group of people I started training with, they would always go the, the drunk, like, Holliston. And like, he's like, I got your hat, Holliston. Like, it was just the guy was hammered. Um, so that was a crazy one. Um, a lot of times it would be like, my buddies in that will come to the show and they're trying to like mess with me from the crowd, which again, I am not very professional. So I'll just start joking back with them half the time. So I think people try to um, get me, but in the end I end up turning around and getting them. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Like, so you want my attention. I'll give it to you, <laughs> but I'm going to give it to you so much where you're going to be embarrassed that you have this, this much oh, attention no. on you right now. Oh, you know no. what I mean? Like I'm that kind of guy. Where it's like, okay, go ahead. Like, you want to make it about you? Fine, we'll make it about you. This whole thing could be about you. And then they do don't like it when it's about them at that point. <laughs> I'm kind of like bad for that too. I could do it, but I only do it to certain people that I like best with people. Uh, so obviously, like a lot of people keep talking about me and Mike Skyros is the feud of 2022 because wherever, whenever I see him, I torture the shit out of him. <laughs> Well, did you see? Did you see that fan in that match with uh, Alec Price? Like Paul Crockett shared the clip. Yeah. Where? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like he's like trying to get in my face, like from outside the ring. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you want to make this about you? I walked out of the ring. I just stared him down, and like you see, like 
the fear of God go through his eyes because I was like, all right, we'll make this about you. And I just stared at him. He's just like, oh, I, I don't want this to be that about That was just posted anymore. recently, too. That's the funny yeah. thing. So, like, that's definitely, like, that's kind of that's kind of my vibe where it's like, all right, fine. We'll make the show about you until <laughs> you don't like it anymore. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll never do that again. <laughs> I will not do that to you. But that's okay. I do it to Mike. So it's like. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> he rips my signs up and yells at me every time he sees me at Wrestle Open. So no, don't get me started on ripping signs. <laughs> I'm all it's for it. Smart. So it's not smart because okay, I'm gonna get on a rant here because this is one of the things I hate in wrestling. Okay, bad guys come out during their entrance. They take a fan sign and they rip it up. You know how much cooler it would look if you're beating someone up in the heat and you see like a sign for you in the crowd. Rip it up after the match. Why are people ripping up before? Think about it. You want to look like people are there to see you. Why would you rip a sign about you before you wrestle? I never understand that. <laughs> like, I will never rip a sign before a match. After the match, if I lose, okay, that's like that's that makes sense. Yeah. You rip it then. But like, you don't rip it on the way to the ring. What do you think? It's so many guys do it. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, if you're a bad guy. You're right. Me right now. You're right. I've had I've had both. Wait after. I've had both. I've had the people that come out and rip my signs oh. right at the beginning. Right. And again, like if you're going to make sides, you have to have the thought in your head that they're going to get ripped. So you can't get upset. OK, like, you, you know, like I already know, like the stuff that I do that I antagonize some people like I know what I'm getting myself into. So some people get like really bent out of shape. So know, you, know that what you're getting into. So when I make these signs, I know they're going to get ripped and I don't get I'm upset. Not anti -rip. I'm just anti entrance rip. Yeah. No, that Time makes sense. Rips, guys. <laughs> Mr. PR says Brad's ring IQ is so high he has signing psychology. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But you're right though. Like, you know, like I didn't, so really, I didn't really I didn't really think know, about okay, it so until like, you said you know, it. You see me like with these like pictures of me doing these nice German suplexes all the time. Someone had a sign that said like Big Bacon sucks and I'm doing a cool German suplex and there's a sign in the back. Yeah. That makes the picture so much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. What? You're right. What? You're right. And shout out to the photographers out there that get all the cool photos out there too. Like much, much love for those people. No, I like that. I, you know, I didn't think about it until you said it, even though that like, you know, again, oh, I'm a psychopath when it comes to wrestling. Like I break down every little minute detail about professional wrestling and like sign psychology. Like that's a real thing for me. Like I will really like sit and break that down and be like, this is why it makes sense. This is why it doesn't make right. sense. Like I have a problem. <laughs> oh it's purple by the way i took all the vowels out because someone had miss oh you're good you're good mr p i like just like say mr p like in the chat but i know who it is on twitter so you're good you're good <laughs> all right so let's talk about something that's very dear to my heart onto this podcast let's talk wrestling with positivity because again there's so much negativity into the world of wrestling i like to focus on the positive so is there anything that you can think of whether it was something that maybe you've done for a fan maybe a fan's done for you maybe something you've done for a wrestler or maybe something that a wrestler's done for you something that we wouldn't really know unless you told us this story um definitely a couple of things like one time i'm a huge tennessee titans fan which that's like a very random football team to be a fan of uh a fan brought me like a tennessee titans mug during wow. a meet and greet one time for northeast wrestling so like that one was really cool i drink out of that mug like every morning to this day mm -hmm. um because it's a tennessee titan mug like mm -hmm. makes me start my day off like nice and fresh uh so that was definitely a cool one um anytime and like I, I don't know if it's because i work with kids or like anytime you could do anything for kids like because 
to kids, like, this is all legit to them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we are, like, fighters and we're superheroes and we're over-the-top characters. So, like, anytime you can do something, like, with kids, like, even if I'm a good guy, bad guy, whatever it is, like, if it's an adult, I'll be a jerk, right? If I'm a bad guy, I don't care. Like, you're an adult. You should understand I'm, I'm performing right now, right? But, like, if it's a kid... I don't care what I am. Like, I'm never going to be a jerk to a little kid that's trying to get an autograph. Cause like I said, we're like superheroes to them. So anytime you could do like a meet and greet with one of them, like that's always a really cool thing. Um, in terms of wrestlers, uh, like I said, hammer Tunis is one of my best friends. So like there's been times where like we've crashed at each other's places for a while. Like, so he's definitely like pretty much, my like best friend like we work together too like we both work in the school so like i could go on all day about all the stuff that him and i do for each other so oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's but i would definitely say if if we're talking about the fans anything with kids is just awesome makes you feel like a million bucks makes them feel like a million bucks mm-hmm. and you know you just you gotta be good you gotta be good to the young ones yeah and even like the ones the shout out to the ones with disabilities because i have a lot of friends yes. that have kids that have disabilities and me like just experience because again like my goddaughter has a little bit of a disability one of my my close friends you know she's got a disability too and just to watch what the wrestlers do uh you know for them or even like the little kids too like it's it's amazing so that's why i like to focus about that on this podcast because i feel like this you know these things aren't seen as much so i like for you guys like when you share that because it's a lot and it should be it should be showcased so so thank you for sharing that uh, no, it's not, it, but it's, it's not about, it's just about, it's about helping those people like, you know, just get through their day a little bit easier or like, you know, with, with kids, especially like helping, helping them, people. you know, have, have goals and aspirations and giving them a sense of motivation that they can do it. Like the, the school district I work in is, you know, um, is very poor. Like it's a very poor district. So I kind of will always push them to accomplish their dreams because I'm still following my dream in a sense. So I just think being able to give motivation to kids, um, is just, that's what we do. Like that's what more people should focus on. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so I have two final questions for you. If anybody else has any questions, feel free, drop it into the chat. Uh, so we're like halfway of like 2022. So what are some goals that you would like to hit by the end of the year? Um, I want a main event, WrestleMania. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that passed. Honestly, like, I'm not really goal oriented with professional wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very like, let's just see how it goes. Uh, I'm not a big reacher outer. Like, I'm not like, oh, hey, can you give me a, a spot on the show? Like, I've done that before, but like, very rarely. Like, so I'm just one of those. If people hit me up, they hit me up. If not, oh well. What mm-hmm. am I gonna do? I have a great life. You know, I'm not I'm not stressing bookings, but uh, I, I definitely want to keep going at wrestling open. I want to put wrestling open. I want to make sure it's as big as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, and even even if that's not surrounded by me, by helping the young guys there and kind of you know getting them ready to take that next step, the way you know I was helped to take that next step. Um, so that honestly, that would probably be my biggest goal. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I did have to narrow it down and figure out a goal it would be just to make wrestling open as big as possible yeah that it really should be so it is like a big hot thing and uh you know i know a lot of wrestlers that are trying to get up there yeah so i again i love it 
I mean, you guys should be watching it every Thursday, 8 o'clock. Actually, I have the poster here with you on it so that uh, I have it flashed on the screen for anybody that's uh, interested. So definitely cool. go. I mean, you can't go wrong for 10 bucks. Like, two hours, nonstop wrestling. Let's go. <laughs> no, it is. It, and it's like you're, you're going to see people that are going to be big names if that's yeah. what you're into. But if you just want to see great wrestling, no matter what level it's at, no matter who's there, like you're going to get it. And it's yeah. you get the most bang for your buck because you get a lot of matches. Like yeah. that's another thing, too, where like I've been at shows sometimes where there might only be seven matches, but it feels like you're there for 16 hours because yeah. they're just not good matches. Yeah. Where at Wrestling Open, you're going to get like – 10, 11 matches, they're going to be within a two-hour, 15-minute, two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour window, like, and you're going to get a lot of great wrestling in that yeah. time. So, like, that's why they just have so much going for them. So if I can keep that ball rolling in any way possible, whether that's in the ring, helping out some of the younger guys in the back, like, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, like, I love coming up there because of the fact that I've run into so many people that – I haven't seen since before the pandemic people that I knew from New York, people that I knew from New Jersey, like Brother Greatness and me go back a long time. You know, like Johnny Santos is another one. Like he's one of my first interviews on this channel. Uh, you know, I just like I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. So it's like when I came up to Russell Open, it's like holy crap. Like even like Nola Katano, like or like, oh my God. So for me, like even discovering some of the new people, because Dustin and Kylon were completely new to me just watching. Uh, you know, Wrestling Open is where I found them. So that's like one of the things that I love it. So if you are looking for that, like looking for something different and, you know, maybe you might not like a match, you know, but then, you know, like you have like so many other matches after it if you're not interested in somebody, you know, like. And it flows so well. Yeah. Like there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm the main event. I got so much time. And I'm like, oh, like, like the whole time flies when you're having fun. Like, it's literally like you're watching the show and you're like, oh, my God, like, I have to get ready. Like, yeah. this is about to happen because the show just flows so well. Yeah, it does. So definitely check that out. So I like to leave off on a positive. And again, like there's people that listen to this podcast, whether that they're started in training. Uh, shout out to Sky. Sky's, uh, you know, 18 in the UK. And I know that she took a little time off, but now she just back. She just started this year, uh, which is awesome. So she always looks for this. So what's a piece of advice that you would give those like inspired or amateur wrestlers out there? For, for amateur? Like, oh, for okay. both. Yeah. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. It's mm -hmm. So if you're if you're in this kind of wrestling, it's pro wrestling. When you said amateur wrestling, I'm thinking of like Olympic style wrestling. Oh um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, like yeah, the ones that are quick. getting like, into we're yeah amateur wrestling now. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. for, for young professional wrestlers, right. I would say um, like it's hard because I feel like I didn't do things the right way, and it somewhat worked out for me, but maybe didn't work out as much as I thought it was gonna because of that like there there's been times where i'm like i'm not gonna take crappy paydays i'm just not gonna do it i'm not gonna beg to be on shows and it it has worked in some aspects but sometimes it may have been restricting me a little bit so i would say the advice i would give is do it the right way like show up early to shows that you're not booked on help set up the ring even though like and this is what i hate i, I feel like a hypocrite because i didn't do a lot of these things right. but that's the right way to do it is right. you show up early, you set up the ring, you help out any way possible. Um, 
And you just keep doing that over and over until you can't be denied anymore when they're like, it almost guilt trips the people into be like, oh my goodness, like it's a fifth show in a row. We got to give them something at this point. And then when you get that opportunity, you can't miss. Like, I know that's a lot of pressure, but like, that's the one where you should have some pressure. You should feel the pressure a little bit because you know, this is, this is my chance. This is, if I, if I go out here and crush it, they know, already know I have great work ethic. They're going to want me there at the next show to set up the ring, but they might also want me to wrestle the next show too. Cause they know I can handle it. Mm-hmm. So just show up early to places. You're not, you're not booked on. I mean, make sure you ask first. Don't just randomly show up with like a, with your gear bag. Be like, when am I on brother? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> show up and, ask someone first that you know is on the show and help out as much as you can and that's how you get your opportunity i think it's i think it's great advice for anybody out there so i always i always see it even with some of the i should have took my own advice (laughs) well maybe i I was like hell no i saw it on that show i'll sit my ass home what are we even talking about like like, that's my problem that's my problem well maybe maybe somebody will listen to you and take your advice Yeah, t- yeah, take take take, the advice. take my advice. Like, do as I say, not as I do. There you go. That's usually how it is in every yeah. aspect, right? Every aspect of life. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I feel like you know, like we've been going for a, a little over an hour, and I feel like we you know we haven't even like touched the surface. But you know, that's the nice thing about this podcast that I always bring people back. So I definitely love to have you come back in the future. We can t- talk some more about it. So, but uh, tell like you know, is there anything else coming up? I mean, again, like I have the flyer up here for Wrestling Open. You know, in Worcester, Massachusetts. You know, it's funny I call it Worcestershire like a little bit sometimes. <laughs> like Worcester. <laughs> That's what I would say. So, like, I'm from Western Mass, so to me, like, that's not, it's not too bad of a drive. Yeah. But, like, everyone there still has that, like, gross Boston accent, mm-hmm. which I don't like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm from the part of Massachusetts where we speak very well. Right. So, don't be coming at me with the, the war stop <laughs> like that. Oh, it's gross. It's gross. I hate hearing it. Or you'll be in the locker room and someone be like, ah, anyone got a charger? Like, a charger? Your phone's dying? Charge it, yeah. It's it's funnier with me because I have a very thick Queens, New York accent. Um, So obviously, like when I say things like dog and like hot dog or like... You, you you hit me with a talk earlier. Like, talk. Yeah, a talk. Yeah, like that's that Queens, like, okay. that's that Queens, New York accent. So it was really funny because when we had Alec Price on the podcast, a couple of my friends are like, "Damn, nobody's gonna understand either one of you." They were oh, like, no. "They're he like, has the worst Boston accent ever." <laughs> that was a good majority of the reason why I jumped him. I was like, "You're the reason why I travel anywhere." And I go, "I'm from I'm from Springfield, Mass." And they're like, "You don't talk like you're from Massachusetts." And I'm like, "That's yeah. one part." That's one gross part. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you guys are curious, haven't watched that interview, check out that interview with me and Alec. That was that was a fun time. So, like, very, you know, it's very interesting, like you said, even, like, when I come up there and I start talking to people and it's like, wow, it was, like, the accent different. And the only reason why I kind of hear my accent is because I podcast and people have pointed it out to me. So, uh, so I know now, like, the words in, like, New York, you know, like the. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know, you know, but that's everywhere, right? Everybody... Dollar. <laughs> Is it dollar? No, I don't say it like that, but you know. So, um, so tell everybody where they can find you on the socials, like merch, all that fun stuff. Oh, everything is Big Bacon Brad across the board. Uh, TM. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't trademark anything. Uh, and for merch right now, 
everywhere. I'm kind of a bad guy, so don't buy my stuff. I don't care. I have a great job. I don't need your money. I got my own. But no, for real, like, that's how I am. Like, if I'm a quote-unquote villain, I don't want anyone to have my stuff. I really don't. It's me against the world, and I like it that way. No. <laughs> but if, if you want to you wanna support anything, so um, you can find the St. Regis Mohawk Tribe on Facebook, and uh, if you could help support them a- any way possible, that's um, that's the tribe I'm from, and uh, you know they on the on the tribal land it's not as easy as it is you know for us down here. So if you want to support anything, there you go, support them. Awesome, awesome. So make sure you give a follow. Make sure you're watching wrestling open and all that. Anything else like coming up or just the wrestling oh, open right now? Right now, what's coming up is my incredible tan I got on this vacation. Jeez. <laughs> Like, this is nice. Like, I'm going to be coming in Thursday looking crispy. Uh, no, I got wrestling open. Got uh, PVP always popping up. And, uh, yeah, that's, awesome. don't got much going on. I got, got summer program to run soon for the, the, the school system. So kind of gearing up for that. Like, I took today off as, like, the, my return from vacation. Yeah. But literally tomorrow going right back into setting up the whole summer program. But. I get to run it, so I'm sitting in an office most of the time. I just got to hope nothing goes wrong. There you go. Fingers crossed for you. <laughs> hey, let's go. Make it nice and easy. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and hanging out with us and letting well, us get to Thank you for know. having me. Absolutely. So, again, make sure you guys go give him a follow, all that love. Go go uh, bring some signs. Maybe he'll rip them after the show. <laughs> yeah, or not. Or just, you know, let you keep them. So maybe in other matches, people look like they're talking about me, too. See, this is why you don't rip signs. <laughs> Like, imagine it's two other guys that have nothing to do with you, but they're holding up big bacon signs. See what I mean? You don't put signs, people. Let the signs live. Let them live. <laughs> with happy. Hashtag, let the signs live. Oh, God, I can't. Um, but, yeah, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for all your support, all your questions, all that fun stuff. Tomorrow, I'm back with Brick City Boys. Uh, what a clock. Eastern Standard Time. Do you, have any, do you have a message for Brick City Boys that you want me to pass on to them tomorrow? Uh, not for them. I don't got any beef with them. I think everything really good with them. Tyree Taylor, tell him I'll smack him in the head next time I see him. Smack him so hard his head will go into orbit. Trust me, he don't want that smoke. He act like he want that smoke, but he don't. You know, like people in the locker room fear him, but it's not the same way they fear me, right? Like if he came in asking to play, like, oh hey, let's put on some hip hop, and I walked in and said, let's play some country music, it would be a hoedown in that locker room. Trust me. Well, even though I hate country music, I wouldn't want to play it anyways. But if I wanted to, we would. Trust me. Well, you don't want that smoke. There you have it. So make sure you're tuned into Wrestling Open the next couple of weeks. You don't know what's going to happen. So make sure you're No, I'll tell you. I'm about to give them these hands. I don't know if it's going to be sanctioned or not. If it's not sanctioned, that's fine with me. Y'all see me. Like I said, that left hook almost dropped him in the parking lot. I'll hit him with the three-piece and the soda. You know what I mean? Well, there there you go. So make sure you stay tuned. So, But, uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Stay safe. Support independent wrestling, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.